Welcome to Cheap Podcast episode number nine. This is the extreme episode. I am David Dreamer Rudden, <laughs> your host uh, with me today. Uh, Henry Taz Gilbert. And uh, Chris the Male Booty Antista. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I should have said an ECW wrestler. <laughs> oh, Ooh, can someone give me one? Just incredible. I'm the one. <laughs> Chris Candido. Chris oh, Candido. yes. Chris Candido Antista. Candido Candido Antista. He's dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ha <laughs> uh, But he is every wrestler named Chris dead. Uh, no, his death was just sad, and uh, he had a blood clot in his leg yeah. that uh, during operation traveled into his heart and uh, stopped his heart. Jesus, is there any non-tragic death with a wrestler? Or is it just <laughs> some get to yeah. old age? Classy Freddie Blassie lived into old age and died in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Did he? What's old age for a wrestler? Uh, like eighties. Like he oh, lived okay. a long yeah. time. All right. You're, classy Freddy Blassie was very old when he appeared with Andy Kaufman. So, yeah. <laughs> and he lived about 15 years longer than that. Wow, more mm-hmm. we'll power to him. Right, I think. <laughs> so yes, uh, it's it's been a while. I, I apologize. Damn it, uh, for Dave. the way between episodes. But this is uh, the Extreme Rules episode. That's the uh, next post wrestlemania pay-per-view for i think the past three or four years now i miss backlash yeah uh, the, yeah backlash was what it was it, it, it was i like the backlash was wrestlemania again yes like it was usually here's the main event again but now extreme rules is wrestlemania again but now we're doing stranger matches uh-huh and like is that to, where you sit on your hand and then wrestle yes <sighs> but like yeah like Decent reference people well, we'll get I, to I, it on in the second half of the episode. I got it now. I got it. But yeah, the there are still a lot of rehashes, but they will mm-hmm. spice them up with like added little like flourishes, extreme rules, mm-hmm. which uh, you know, uh, Mr. Dolph Ziggler is uh, not going to. Yeah, be yeah, there. he had a concussion, so he's not actually going to be in the, uh, the pay per view. But I mean, anyway. Uh, yeah, so that was born out of uh, the Extreme Rules The One ECW. Night Stand. Yeah. Yes, the ECW pay-per-views. Yeah. Um, so and I apologize. I don't have a lot of ECW knowledge. That's so weird because you're, you're uh, a New England – well, not New England. Well, no, New York is New, New England, York. right? Uh, well, no, is that above yeah. New – well, anyway. The ECW was a Philadelphia, New York, New Jersey organization. They, yeah. they did it all over the tri-state area, so I'm really surprised you you know didn't get into them. I was watching yeah. them on Florida. Like the only time ECW was on that wasn't a pay-per-view was at 2 a.m. in the morning wow. on the Sunshine Network. The, the Sunshine yeah. Network. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the the statewide Florida. That's high five. Like, no one else <laughs> is going to know that reference. It was Channel 50, and it was like 2 in the morning, <laughs> ECW, the Wait, weekly ECW. What, did, what else did the Sunshine Network Fat show? Fat Albert reruns. And, and, and college sports games. College, college sports. baseball. Okay. Yeah. The, the, every college sport that isn't football was on the Sunshine <laughs> Network. I, I watched, like, back when I was getting high mm-hmm. a lot, and this has no purpose on a wrestling show. I want to bring it up again. They played um, the Sesame Street ripoff from the 70s, Vegetable Soup. This theme song went a little something like, Okay. Are in a vegetable soup because all kinds of people can come along and play, and they have this super creepy puppet act where one hand, like one-handed puppets, and they they were kids and they traveled in space, but the the backdrop was clearly like an unpainted wall. With move on to wrestling, I understand. Loud and clear, everybody. But vegetable soup. We'll get into various extreme elements of wrestling. A little later on, but I want to open this episode because it's uh, long overdue. Mm -hmm. 
WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I was there. And we watched it here. Yeah, so we rarely get this. How was that? I, we rarely never... get this bi-coastal experience with the. Uh, you've been to a WrestleMania before, though, right? Uh, yeah. Well, we we, we both... were at WrestleMania twenty five. Yes, but which they called the twenty fifth anniversary of Mania, which is not true. Twenty six no. is tw- took place twenty five years after uh-huh. WrestleMania one. But what else? The, that's the way math worked. When oh, WrestleMania one happened at zero, twenty five years after that would be twenty six. Yes. So we were not at the we were at the twenty fourth anniversary of WrestleMania, yes. but they WrestleMania called it the twenty fifth because mm-hmm. I don't know why. But yeah, that that was that was a re- that was an it all was right great. WrestleMania. Well, I mean, it had the, what the, some people call the, the greatest, best yes. WrestleMania match of all time, which is Michaels Taker one. Yeah. So, like to that end, my own personal viewing, mm-hmm. I was like a little bit disappointed that right. like, I didn't see anything on that level. It was a good show from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. It, it it kind of faltered after so, CM Punk. Diddy. Well, number one, it didn't have the, it, the yeah, it didn't have the best match of all time. No. Number two, Shawn Michaels what, stopped performing though he actually well he was in a match but he didn't do much. Yeah, but I, I I went to go get some drinks at that point. Oh really? For How much are drinks at there? WrestleMania? Uh, though they were ten dollars. Like that was the first thing I've been to where that where it hit where it broke that. Up. I went to my first baseball game, the <laughs> well, Giants yeah, this week, and that was ten dollars. I was shocked. Yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a nice uh, commemorative cup out of it. Oh, you did? Yeah, a pl- well, nice plastic. Yeah, nice plastic tumbler mm-hmm. with you, Dolph Ziggler man, on it. You know, I've been asking you to go to Giants game forever, and you never. Wait, my you parents go wanted to go. Parents? You've never. Asked, you asked me to go to Giants game uh, many times. In your life. Heidi went with me. And she's like, "Wow, that really was boring. I had a great time, and don't remember a single thing that happened." <laughs> then let's go to another baseball. Well, I'll go to game. another one. All right. yeah. Or or Dave, you want to go to see whenever the Mets play the A's? I'll go. Well, yeah. I thought maybe you'd. Be, well, they play the Giants. They were, were playing. Oh, I, damn it! Fuck. They, I am so yeah. embarrassed. All right, they were playing the National League. American. They were I playing, know the difference. I'm they were playing sorry. the Braves, which because oh, that was my oh. old team. Like, go Braves! And then they scored like eighteen runs. I'm like, whatever. Did you it's, do the uh, the uh, Braves? Uh, I, would, I wouldn't dare because I live in San Francisco and never have I seen the uh, Mongoloid sports fans yes. still exist here. They're horrible the people. The Tomahawk <laughs> Chop was so it would have gotten cool. me hurt. That I was, remember in 92, like, that was the coolest thing to do, <laughs> Tom Hawk Shop. That was coined by Ted Turner, who owned WCW. That's ah, right, yeah. and the Braves. Yes. Uh, but it's so lame that you had to root for the Braves. They are, like, a million miles from you. That's like, if there yes. weren't New York teams, that's like uh, Dave rooting for the Montreal Expos, right? <laughs> huh? yeah. Wait, is your hat like a team in uh, This is a Mets hat. Wait, is it? Right? Yeah. It's inside out. <laughs> isn't it? No, no. It's, it's oh. a Mets hat that's cleverly... Uh, it's in Giants colors, so, so you're I don't a Mets get, fan. Yeah, no, no yeah. Yankees for you. No, I've I talked love, about that many times with Dave because Spider Man is a Mets fan, and so ah, I know it is the underdog team. And I don't, why God, are we talking about real? Doug Stanhope right has the greatest joke about the Yankees. <laughs> like the Yankees are the best because they paid it pay mm-hmm. to be the best. They should be the best. Being a Yankees fan is like going to Las Vegas and rooting for the house. <laughs> Bust it out, motherfucker! In your face! <laughs> uh, oppositely, on Grandland, I read this cool article about the uh, the Marlins Stadium is totally empty. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, just yeah. photographs. People go to it to take photographs of how fucking empty it is. I actually watched yeah. I, I always said that journalism is almost dead everywhere. Except for sports, yeah. And I forget where I was. It was just an episode of 
Real Sports with Brian Cumble on HBO. And every oh, time I see that show, once it, once every five years, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was about the Marlin Stadium, how they conned they, the they government. They really did in, trick the government. They tricked shit, the government yeah. to paying for it. And then like, yeah, we're just going to leave. We're going to leave. All right. I, I, wow, I, I, I don't want podcast, wanna... and I'm talking about other sports. Yeah, I don't. I Ugh, I will say, disgusted. The Marlins seem to have like a every five years con because every five years they will mm. win a championship, realize mm. that even though they just won a championship, they will not attract enough fans to sustain the <laughs> payroll that they have and sell every player worth of note. And wow. then, yeah. So yeah, I think I think the Marlins have won two titles in like yeah. You know, in 15, 20 years, yeah. which is more than, you know, most the other... Cubs. Yeah. The White <laughs> more, Sox. More than anyone who's not the Yankees, basically. I just saw the White Sox stadium. The Soldier Field? Yes, I think so. I uh, that's there. also where the uh, the, the Bears... The Bears. Are, mm-hmm. The Bear. We really got to talk about it. Wow, I'm yeah, so yes. sorry, dude. I, I thought the... Uh, I'm glad we missed the opening match. I, I would have hated to see the Mays win. Well, that was, yeah, that was the pre-show. I missed that, too, because I was waiting in line to buy a T-shirt. <laughs> what T-shirt did you buy? I the, Well, they were sold out of the one that I wanted, which was like a, it was just a plain, like... Was it a Dolph? No, um, I, I had Dolph. <laughs> I, I wore Dolph to, uh, no, I wore Dolph to the The not bragging day. one? No, it's I, not bragging. I, what did I, yeah, no, I wore um, the my indie non-WWE sanctioned shirt, the... <gasps> Uh, oh. It's a busted, still real to me, a, damn it. Yeah, busted tease. It's not. It's still real to me, damn it. Uh, <laughs> can you still? Can you see it? Because by your tweet, your your vine, I, I, your I, vine was awesome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> was what was that during? It, it was during Diddy's performance, and um, yeah, I, I it didn't even go through that night. So like, I don't think it's actually on Twitter. I just vined it because I was like, and it, and it showed up the next day. But anyway, it was yeah, Diddy performing. And I just turned around and I shook my head. Shook your head. But it, I, I will, I will give props, propers, props. Mm-hmm. The Diddy. That was a very short musical performance. I've like, seen we, way longer. We, the CeeLo one. Was, yeah. Uh, and when when we were at WrestleMania, it was um, Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Oof. That was terrible. Hey. He did like a medley of all his best songs. All a medley songs. with a T. Medley. Uh, the, um, also, the last year's uh, SummerSlam, there was also that really crappy performance. Yeah, I can't remember that guy's name, but he was terrible. Also, I and I though my one of my least favorites was last year's Mania, where like uh, they had the competing theme songs, the Flo Rida song for yeah. Rock and some jerky white rapper yeah. for Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> yeah, am yeah. I bad? Uh, but then like people are booing Cena's rapper, and like the the guys say like. We'll rise above the hate. Yeah. Well, I was like, ugh, God, you're almost bad as Cena. Yeah. Diddy was out just long enough that he wasn't really being was, able to be. It's also, it's so weird to watch, like, concert films in general where they're playing to the crowd when yeah. you're not there. And they're just like, come on, New York. Come on, New Jersey. We're together. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> People who survived the uh, hurricane. Come on. <laughs> Woo. All right, but I want to go just up through the card real quick. I thought the Shield match was uh, real, was pretty good. Much yeah, better than it deserved to be, especially with fucking Randy Orton and Big Slow mm-hmm. in it. Oh, what did wow. you just do? And uh, I don't think the Shield has done the J-O-B yet, have they? Like uh, They did on the most recent episode of Raw. That's where they get their and first losses on will, Raw. What you a- will ha- you'll hate how it happened. And right. it, it's it's kind of a technicality. It didn't really happen. But uh, it was a three-on-three elimination match. So uh-huh. it was Team Hell No and Cena versus the Shield. King got disqualified. 
Daniel Bryan got pinned, so it was Cena versus the three. Uh, he, uh. the first, uh, Roman Reigns got DQ'd, then he made one of them tap out, and then there was another DQ to end the match. So technically, like, the the first victory against Fucking that team Cena. was Cena on his own. Uh. Anywho, let's, let's get back to WrestleMania. Uh, one mm-hmm. on three Cena win. I hate that. Yeah. Okay, uh, what happened after the Shield match? Was it uh, was it Fandango versus I, Jericho? Yeah, yeah, which I heard was uh, it not well bad received. On real, it looked really bad on TV. Like real sloppy. The ending especially looked really fucked up. But I I like Finn Fandango. Yeah, I think he's fun and stupid. I love that his entrance takes so long and the music is fun. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, he's a good comedy character. It, just, it does seem yeah. a little weird to. To force a character on that many people at at that kind of show, to have his premiere at, yeah. at WrestleMania was pretty great. Is <laughs> is a yeah. lot of faith being shown in him? Yeah, we were into it, but that's actually because it was the fourth match. Uh, um, whoops! So yeah, the, the the two matches in between, uh, the second match was no great shakes. It was Mark Henry. Uh, uh, that Ryback. ending was so weird. Why did Mark Henry win that match? And I then, think, and then he still does the shell shock to yeah, him. Yeah, I think that the. They, they, as much as the last half of the show is stacked with like complete predictability, mm-hmm. the first half of the show they have to kind of like, yeah, you thought that was gonna happen. Fuck you, no, that's this is true what we're doing. because because everything the big matches were predictable. Yeah, the, which you know like that's fine, fine ending. Uh, yeah, third match, Team Hell No beating uh, Ziggler. That, oh man. So the beginning of that match, the beginning of the match, I marked out crazy for, but I had, as I was marking out, I had to explain it to everyone else. I said, when, when Dolph turned, turned around to kiss AJ, I was like, oh fuck guys, they're doing it. They're doing it. Um, well, cause last year at WrestleMania, uh, Dave uh, did that and he got kicked in the face and then he got pinned immediately. And then, then as I'm saying that Dolph turns around, kick in the face. I'm like, oh, get this. No, he didn't get pinned, yeah. but he got out of two. Even if if that had been the exact ending that they just reversed, I would have still been pissed because Daniel Bryan would have had another eighteen second. Yeah, he didn't get to. He wouldn't have gotten to perform at Mania. So I'm glad that he like he went over. I think he actually got the pin too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so that was yeah probably one of the bigger highlights. I was worried they were going to lose with Biggie Langston. My my thought yeah because it was debut match. My thought what their plan was going to be was that like. they were still going to push off Dolph doing the use, cashing yeah, the in, mm-hmm. and then they just in the meantime they're like, "Well, we wait. You guys are tag champs, and yeah. you'll feud with Hell No." But well, they didn't do that. So him losing that match, that that kind of took a lot of the air out of the tires of uh, the next match, which was Del Rio versus Swagger, Smokey. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, like we all expected, and we kept chanting, <laughs> "We uh, want Ziggler." Yeah, we and he, Ziggler. and he didn't. And uh, yeah, the one highlight of that match was uh, Zeb Coulter. First of all, that he wore a, a tie, like he dressed up for WrestleMania, which was yeah, nice. I like that. Somebody, I love, somebody had tweeted something to that effect. You know, I, I, I tweeted was that, that you? Yeah. Like, you know, he's taking it seriously. <laughs> it's WrestleMania because he's wearing a Jack Swagger's racist manager is wearing a tie. <laughs> He said some. I felt he said something vaguely anti-Semitic. He was like, "Some called a bagel." <laughs> I, I can't remember that. So uh, yeah, that was that was the best part. But that is it, my favorite character in modern yeah. wrestling, by the way. Zeb Coulter. And the end of that uh, match is it's him at his 
Yosemite Samus. Like <laughs> you may as well just be stomping on a head. Exactly. <laughs> like he like I, Tarnation. I think the number one search term for Zeb Coulter is just this like he's got the nice tie and he's just got like that I hate the rabbit look on his face. <laughs> and I'm like that match uh, may have not been that great, but mm-hmm. his reaction He's a great made combination. Like he's He's doing what a manager should do. Like he's yeah. he's being the the character for the guy who has to just be threatening all the time. He gets to be kind of entertaining while also being. I did. I. I it is my now one slotted up there in my top ten mm-hmm. dreams. How how do I audition to be a Zeb Coulter? I can't ever wrestle, <laughs> but I would like to play somebody's manager. You need to be the like super. Uh, Ignorant Italian guy. Ooh, wow! I've been <laughs> yeah. practicing well, my whole life. They usually the guy. Well, though, who knows how they do it now? But it used to be the guys who were managers or refs were just. Though they're not as good in wrestling school, but they got so much heart. They yeah. they can be a ref or they, mm-hmm. they can manage. And in Zeb Coulter's case, it's like this guy was He's a great wrestler, wrestler for twenty plus years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now he can't wrestle that often. So mm-hmm. let's. Put him but if you need him to take one bump in a match, yeah. he knows how. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so after the world heavyweight title match, then came uh, Pe- the uh, Fandango. Pa- no, 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 no. Well, we already. Well, who cares? That was before that match, but you know, all we right. talked about that. Uh, after that was Taker versus Punk. I liked that match like, a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it did take me by surprise. I was mm-hmm. like, I was willing to. It wasn't a five star match, but no. But there were some, there were some pretty good spots. I never for a second believed that never, Punk would ever. actually win. No way. Yeah. What I liked most about it was that it was it was a new dynamic. For the past four manias, yeah. the Undertaker is facing someone who he respects. Yes. And the, the, both of them are like, this isn't going to end on a countout. Yeah. This isn't going to end on a DQ. Well, there was the one like... That was where... my favorite moment in the 25 match where like Sean became a villain again. And for a second, he's like... Sean gets a look on his face like, I can't beat him any other way. And he gets, he forces, like, he gets to the ref. He's like, count him out. Yeah. Count him out. And, like, but that was the whole thing of the CM Punk match where Punk, yeah. in his in promos before, and he was like, I, I, you just have to get DQ'd or counted out yeah. or, or, like, I don't have to really beat you and I still ruin your streak. Yeah. I'm that much of a dick. Like, and like I like that. It wasn't like a no DQ or anything like no. that match. It was he like he was willing to cheat to win. Mm-hmm. Taker wasn't. But yeah. like yeah, there was I think there was a part where he uh was about to be powerbombed and he hit him with a with the urn. Yeah, hit him with the urn for it looked to be the setup for the last ride. He hits him with the urn and that's when Punk thought he won and then Taker kicks out. Yeah. And that's that was the spot of Guy kicks out, Taker kicks out, Guy can't believe it. Yeah. But it was awesome to see, like, he did it, he did the pin in Taker's pose, like, yeah. in the in the rest in peace pose, the tongue out, and Taker kicks out, and then Punk has a look on his face, I'm like, no, what yeah. am I going to do? Also, the, um, but I was I was glad they gave Punk the uh, enough faith to, like, you kick out of one tombstone, you, yeah. you, you earned that. Not two tombstones. That's a Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Shawn Michaels can do that, but not you. And that was not. I don't think they had this match planned last mm, year. No, but I like. I, I just hope that and further on that they have better plans for the. For I also like the the next one's got to be Taker's last, right? I mean, I feel like he's got to fight Cena. That's probably that'll probably be his last one, win that or could lose be next year. 
What I, what I actually read online was a uh, um, Lance Storm. Uh-huh. He wrote like how he would book the streak, which is actually pretty smart. Which is he said that Undertaker should next time he like doesn't un- like a WrestleMania interview, mm-hmm. he should say the next WrestleMania that I lose, I will retire. And that makes every match that he uh, oh. has a WrestleMania from there on could be a retirement could, match. Yeah, and that puts so much more drama. In yeah, it. and of course, I mean, the downside is that the streak will have to end for him to uh, retire. Which, like, weird. there's, I think there's a contingent that would say that the Undertaker he should, should retire, retire. Un- undefeated. Yeah, but I, I like that idea because well, it adds people, that little. I've heard people also say that Undertaker is like such a company, not company man, but a. a mm, Backroom general that like he would think it's selfish to to, yeah, to leave with an undefeated. He would say like, no to whoever beats me, I'll give them such a rub and a move up in the ladder. Yeah, that I it's it would be wrong of me not to help someone else. You're like saying that. behind the scenes, the Undertaker is a really good guy. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. He, Behind the scenes, he doesn't bury people. <laughs> I know, but just just a lovely thing. It made yeah. me very. And happy I felt really bad for Punk that the table didn't break. Uh, that was <laughs> that was from from what from the on TV. Oh, I don't know how great. it looked in person. From in TV, from the first angle, it looked like he came up short on the elbow, and that it was that's why it didn't break. But and then from the second angle, like no, he hit it perfect. Oh, like, he did. Yeah. It looked pretty like he hit much it square chest. on. No, he, it was full shoulder. Like it would, it should have broken. Yeah. And then I wonder if they had extra reinforced it because the Rock had like kept breaking tables when he stands yeah. up for the Rock bottom instead, <laughs> which is so embarrassing. I feel embarrassed yeah. for them. <laughs> He's such, a, meanwhile, he's such a fantastic the, human specimen that he crushes tables by standing. Well, meanwhile, in the next match, yeah, uh, like Brock breaks that table without even caring. He's like, break. Yeah. That wasn't even the now next move. I'm gonna yeah. keep hitting him. Like, I have to confess, I didn't like. I missed a, a portion of that <gasps> match, getting beer, um, just because I like because I had seen it at SummerSlam and yep. I knew that Triple H was gonna it go was over. The, it was the win back. I, I remember. I, I like the ending, but he looks I, so old, by the way. Which one? Triple H. Yeah. He, well, he had shaved his head at that point. So. Yeah. And now he's a businessman. He's yeah. got to shave his head. Can't have that greasy mullet anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, Grimm uh, very accurately brought up that that uh, Brock's badass tattoo looks like a, a dick is between his, his <laughs> pecs. And like he's, he's titty fucking somebody. <laughs> Uh, but I at least no, liked... he's being titty fucked. No, that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, his his chest is doing the titty fucking. Like there. Henry. No, wait, no, wait. No, I, you're right. If you're if, wait, no, there's no I reason that for the, the, to delve into titty fucking semantics. You're, no, you're right. Film. Yeah, someone yeah. is fucking titties. It is. A yeah, titty you're not using fuck. your titties to fuck. Yeah. Well, she, the lady, might be. She's. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You're trying to be uh, feminist. And Wait, fair no. If you're this. if you're titty fucking, you're the one who owns the tits. She's allowing if... her tits to be fucked or engulfing a dick with her tits, making. <laughs> All right, I'm an engulfer. <laughs> um, Speaking thought... of titty fucking, no divas matches. Good because they they cut the one uh, match the one that, that would have been and poor. I did. I saw on what? Twitter. I felt bad for um, at least uh, the funkadactyls that. 
that uh, they they're like this is going to be our mania match. I I wait. It was wait also all year to wrestle at mania. Yeah, it was also going to be you know Damian Sandow's debut match. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes deserved a match. Yeah, he yeah he didn't get one. Um, Cody Rhodes the future of that company. I think. Yeah. He's. I thought he would get elevated before Ziggler. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. would have been Brodus Clay's first match too. He yeah. debuted after or around WrestleMania the year prior, yeah. and this was somebody to... call my mama. Hey, yeah. everybody, my mama's here. <laughs> Ugh, what yeah. a shitty! That was a terrible. Yeah, I hate that. We video. got to see that dance live and in person. Like he was six feet from us mm. doing that dance. Oh yeah, and it was such yeah. an awkward end where he ripped off his pants like in front of a just a room of like dudes. Yeah. Like, this feels Game weird. journalists, and yeah. then like, hey, let's bring out Mike Tyson talking to people for the first time in years. Mike Tyson, and... who can't say six words, yeah. like he's like, who I just read is getting his own show in Adult Swim, a murder mystery show starring a pigeon. <laughs> all right, all right, that brings us to the main event. Yeah, which we the crowd was just deflated for by the time it rolled around. And well, because you, when you have three main events in a row, yeah. And it's the third Mania in a row with Rock and Cena at the center of it. Yep. Kind of hard to care anymore. Yeah. And it's also like in a 2000 and in 2011 or in, early, in late 2010, mm-hmm. you could have seen this match coming already. Like yeah. mm-hmm. when they tease like Mania 28 or they no wait. 27 mm-hmm. mania 27 rocks just the host yeah they're teasing that cena and rock hate each other and that plays into a year-long build-up to their first match well he in- well rock interferes in the main event of 27 yeah, and costs him the match yeah costs him the match against miz and 28 is their first actual they match. They finally have a match and, a year later. Yeah, when they set they set the match to the night after WrestleMania 27. Yeah. So there's a year build up to that. And then the and then once that match was over and the Rock won, mm-hmm. cuz you ask yourself like if he's the Rock, he doesn't mm-hmm. need to win. And then but he's from a pain and game. He and then <laughs> since he did win, you're like, well then that means his next match with Cena, Cena's got to win, he's got to give Cena redemption. Yeah. But I hope that's at the next pay-per-view and not at Mania and uh-uh. Mania. And they build to it. So when once The Rock says, I want to have a world championship the day after 28. It was it was not that. It was the... It, well, yeah, he said that. Yeah. But then he said... Raw 1000. He said, yeah, I'm going to be wrestling for the title at Royal Rumble. That basically... We knew what that... That meant. solidified the, the storytelling for like the yeah. next six or eight months. Which, like, it almost inhibited the wwe for for a while that because, is what let cm punk have such a long title reign but it also sure. said there is a definitive end date to his title yeah. reign which like which is exactly what happened yeah and then we come to mania 29 where we're like well cena has to win this yeah and the fact the that there's a story there's this build-up for wrestlers that the hardcore fans don't like mm-hmm of course, is not going to live up to any yeah. expectations well, whatsoever. Like, I, well, hardcore fans hate Cena, but it was they still, respect The Rock still. Though I think uh, they're getting tired of The Rock. Like, I just that match. Yeah, it, it just that didn't. What the match is about? Two two champs. People are getting tired of. Yeah. Well, well. Here's what I didn't like about the match was that hmm. I think it should have ended when Cena. Pretended to do the that he was going to do the people's elbow again, mm-hmm. which was what beat him last time. This was the, it was a good yeah. story point. 
He pretends to do the people's elbow, which which what he did last time. Then he hang rock pops up, but Cena hangs on the ropes because he knew it was gonna yeah. happen. And then he does his shitty you can't see me, mm-hmm. but it's at least funny because the rock has mocked his you can't see me in this match at yeah. least once. That he gets him I did I forget if he did an AA or a rock bottom to him, but he does a finisher to him out of that. That should have been the pin. Yeah, like there's this like kind of awful tradition where people can only kick out of finishers at WrestleMania. Like mm-hmm. if you get the finisher, if it's the main event of a pay-per-view, you might your opponent might kick out. Yeah. But at WrestleMania, the final three or four matches, you will kick out of finishers perhaps more than once. One pi- one finisher is the end. It, one finisher is never the end. Two finishers might not even be the end. Yeah. But with, yeah, this match, I think it was a string of, like, three finishers before there was a pin. And it, and it and just then got... it just showed you how shallow their wrestling had become. Because yeah. it was, they had no other moves to go to at that point. Because it was just, the, the audience had been taught, the flow of this match is, whoever gets their finisher next wins. Yeah. And so it was just, rock bottom attempt, no, AA attempt, no. And it was just yeah. reversed into reverse and reverse. They should have at least gone for like an S. Like they blew their. They should have saved the the submission spots yeah. for later in the match if they were going to be. Uh, this is Monday morning quarterbacking, but <laughs> they really should have saved those submission spots for later when it at least could have been more dramatically interesting. Instead, mm-hmm. it it really was just like my finisher, your finisher, mine. It was by that point they'd even wasted. I'll do your finisher to you, yeah, and then kick out of it. Like it reminded me of the of the last Austin Rock match where it was just them doing finishers to one another. And at least the, there was like that was the way the Rock won. He was just like it took three Rock bottoms to beat Stone Cold. And you're like, well, yeah. all right, you did three of them, great. Yeah, like, but that yeah. was, I mean, it's in retrospect now, but that was the end of something big. This is mm-hmm. just they're fighting. For the yeah. second time, they're gonna have to have a rubber match. It's it's mm-hmm. gonna happen eventually. Like we were expecting the Rock at the next night's Raw, yeah. but he wasn't there because he tore his pectoral muscles or something. Mm-hmm. But let's move on very quickly to the Raw afterwards, which was the highlight. You were of there that live, weekend. yeah. yeah. Was, I had way better seats. I was, it was, I was on better the than Mania uh, in some, yeah. a lot of ways. Was that the clip? You guys, where did I watch that? That was on the most recent Botchamania where it was. That Half was of it was just the audience and their reactions. Yeah. Is it always like that? No. It, I mean, said it, he, it's a it's um, a common thing for the post-Mania Raw because mm-hmm. what happens is WrestleMania has an audience that's like 70,000. 70, yeah. And then uh, with Raw, it's almost always at a nearby arena where the is capacity the, is like 20. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a third to a quarter. Yeah. Though on Botchamania, he blamed the crowd reaction for it being European fans. Yeah, there's that thing, too, because people will flock from everywhere to see WrestleMania. But also, like, if you're taking the the quarter, like, one-fourth or one-third of this WrestleMania audience, you're getting the most hardcore of the hardcore fans. People who spent money to travel to see this. Mm -hmm. 
And, and they then, got into the very exclusive Raw. Like, yes. It's hard to get into There's that Raw. There's something adorable about watching a crowd do all that stuff in unison. Even yes. though they are trolling the entire show. Which well, is, they yeah, weren't that, trolling. They weren't... When they got what they wanted... They were happy. Like, they exploded... They on the Botchmania they didn't have the Dolph Ziggler bit because mm. it wasn't Which, them making fun oh my, of him. I have never been what, what, part what of a of a crowd that was that enthusiastic. So as we mentioned, we and, and Mania people mm-hmm. wanted Ziggler to cash in his mm-hmm. money in the bank. Oh, he finally did. Wrong. He did the next didn't night. So oh. uh, it was a handicap match. Uh, Zeb Coulter and um, Jack. Jack Swagger just beating the crap out of Alberto, and then. It was, we everyone was chanting, chanting it. Everyone was chanting during the match, and then finally, after Alberto is like, like hugging his ankle in the corner, he's been There's beaten to shreds. Little man, boy, servant, and is they, terrified, they, yeah, shaking like a chihuahua. <laughs> yes, and then they, yeah, they play Dolph Ziggler's song. The crowd erupts, and they make the match just long enough that it's he, you know, Dolph has like one or two opportunities where you think he's gonna win, and. Dolph, the audience or, go yeah. when when Alberto kicks out of a couple of things. They're like, no, because yeah. they think like here they think they're just being delivered Dolph's victory, and the fact that like here the you got WWE could take it away. They yeah. like are more upset than ever. And yeah, there was a very there was a desperation <coughs> move where Alberto pulls out his like corner kick, yeah. and knocks out Dolph for a second. And it looked like it was going to be a pin. Yeah, and like you you know that the WWE. It, they love to troll their fans, yes. so they 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 would potentially do that. Say like people have wanted Dolph to cash in for months, and maybe he won't do it. Maybe, yeah. maybe this guy will get a fluke victory, and mm-hmm. he wasted his cashing opportunity. But he didn't. They made him win the, win the title, and I I went nuts. I wore my Dolph Ziggler T shirt mm-hmm. <laughs> that night. And, and everybody was the whole like it was one of the loudest crowd reactions I've, I've, I've heard never, on TV. I've like, never cheered that loud at anything ever. <laughs> yeah, and like you could see, Dolph is just legit. Yeah, euphoric. excited. Like yeah. he's so he, excited. He for had it. technically had a title reign before that, but it was a super stupid. Like he won it. Vicky t- yeah, yeah. So he was awarded the title. And he lost it the same episode he was <laughs> awarded it during. But I, this was him winning the title, and you could tell he was jazzed about it, and everyone mm-hmm. there was jazzed about it. It was that well, was the crowd loved him. Like it was that yeah. that for me was the highlight of the night. But there was a lot more craziness happening in not that night. Um, the one other thing that I really dug was um, the Undertaker. Uh, he came out that night and was confronted by the Shield, mm-hmm. and to counteract the Shield. Trying to attack the Undertaker, Daniel Bryan, and Kane came out. So, like, building on the previous night when Daniel Bryan actually got a WrestleMania match, yeah, he was actually a part of like beating back the Shield with the Brothers the Un- of Destruction. Yeah, yeah, with with the Undertaker and Kane, and like he did like the whole like a uh, uh, biker arm raise, and it was just like <laughs> uh, it just proved how like the WWE has realized his potential over the last year that they went yeah. from like. You're gonna lose in seventeen or eighteen seconds at the very beginning of WrestleMania. And go back to no being a nobody. Yeah, I but think. now, like, yeah, a year later, and the whole audience is still totally just going along yeah, yeah. with him. Yes, 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 yes. And and later on, I like the audience rejecting things that are stupid. Uh huh. Um, like, uh, I was actually I was on um, uh, a front towards gamer podcast with mm-hmm. uh. Turbo Bison. I always get Turbo and AG Turbo mixed up. Turbo, Turbo Bison. Bison. Turbo Bison. Travis. Yes, Travis. And uh, yeah, I um, 
I was talking about how uh, the last time that I seen wrestling in New York, it was for a ECW uh, taping, uh-huh. which was the the upside was that it was uh, CM Punk's first match, but the main event was. Uh, Batista oh, versus Just Incredible. No, Batista versus no, no, I mean, Big CM Show. Punk versus Just Incredible. Yeah, it was his debut match. Oh, so I this forget. is at the New York Ballroom. Yes, right, so. yes. The last match I was last time I was last time I saw wrestling in New York, New Jersey. Last time I paid to go see wrestling live mm. was that, and the main it's, event was Batista versus uh, Big Show for the title. Ugh. So people outright rejected that. Yeah. And I, I really liked when people, like, because when they rejected that match, mm. all of the chants were directed at rejecting that match. Mm. The chance for the um, the Sheamus versus Orton, Orton match yeah. started out, you know, fine. If you don't like the match, you can chant at other things. But it almost got outlandish, and I, I, almost, I stopped taking it, part in it. It was a mob mentality. Like yeah. It, it, then, but yeah, they just, it was really just them shitting on the match. Like, this has to end. Yes. This, we don't want, uh, it's also, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to watch it because it, it's one of those matches where like, well, this is a foregone conclusion, number one. Like, it doesn't, yeah. it just will extend the feud between all three yeah. of these guys. And second, like, I've seen Seamus and Norton enough. I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah. Like you've made it not special in the least mm-hmm. to see Seamus versus Orton, unless you're going to turn one of them. Yeah. Like, but as them as tweeners or whatever, or just or faces, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I, I just though. Yeah, they're the the new ways they found to shit on it were just getting boring. Yeah, but I did like when the big show showed up. They're like, thank you, because. <laughs> like, yeah. Because the audience is smart enough to know Big Show's gonna interrupt this match, yeah. like he'll show up at some point. Yeah, that and I, I did enjoy the fandangoing. Yeah, that, the fandangoing, was which fun. seemed to it seems to have died over the last few weeks. But yeah. I, 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 yeah, I like that they found a creative way to to root this character. Which I thought, I thought his match at WrestleMania was perfectly fine. Granted, yeah. I wasn't like I had a different perspective than people at home. But yeah, between that and yeah. His popularity on that uh-huh. raw, I, I I was glad to see all that. That'll do it for the first half of the show where we talked about the whole our whole WrestleMania experience. Um, so we'll be back with a quick look at the Extreme Rules pay per view and a few other extreme elements. Fuck everyone, this is the break for the Cheap Podcast. This is the Extreme episode, Extreme Rules. Uh, this will make a lot more sense later when we talk about extreme moments in WWE history. Uh, but I'm going to take this opportunity to tell all of you fuckers you should donate to this show, donate to the Laser Time Network. You can buy things through Amazon links. That's the super easy way to do things. You can uh, donate. There are donate links on the side of the page. You can buy T-shirts for Cheap Podcast, for Laser Time, for Video Game Apocalypse, VG Empire, Cape Crisis, Laser Time, whole shebang. T-shirts all across that whole area of the site. Buy one, buy them all. Yeah, there are so many different ways you can 
just give five star ratings for this show for the other shows i think they are all deserving of said number of stars that said i appreciate you guys listening to this show i appreciate you guys waiting the extra week or so it was you know a little bit longer between pay-per-views um but i will shut my fucking face my fat shit face and get to the second half of the episode back for the second half of the episode uh we're gonna do a quick look forward to extreme rules 2013 i personally am not super jazzed about this card cm punk's gone not on the card yeah cm punk's gone the wwe has done an all right job making up for his absence they they brought back undertaker for a few weeks which is kind of surprising but this pay-per-view itself is just yeah there are certain elements that i like i like that the shield is being represented in multiple forms but the entire card just it there's too many rehashes and, and that kind of stuff that yeah the big one i thought they'd save ryback cena a, a solo match of those two for a little further down the line I yeah which makes which that. makes me think that that match is just going to be a schmoz uh, uh, i think no cena definitive ending cena will go over in some kind of controversial way that lets them mm-hmm. go another month but it will ultimately lead to cena going over because i don't think they waited this long for him to get the title again for him to just give it up that quickly yeah it doesn't make sense for him to get the title back off rock and then immediately lose it yeah for first defense um that's about as much as i want to talk about that match <laughs> though I, I do find it weird that ryback went from this guy who was like goldberg who was like i want another person to beat up like beat yeah. me more that was his thing now he is is he's, he's a chicken chip. Like he, that's his thing now. Like it, yeah. I I really dislike when WWE like can they shift too much. They they, they they change people's entire personality because yeah. they changed from the good guy to the bad guy. And just, just yeah, and then you can sort of blame it on Cena. Just like well, Ryback's got to be bad if he's facing Cena. That's yeah. The, yeah. But like the the lead up to the match was like. There was actually a genuinely good explanation from Ryback why he hates Cena. Like, I had all these, you know, matches that you didn't, like, I helped you out, you didn't help me out. Yeah, basically, it was a very chronological listing of times that Cena didn't have his back. And times that he did have Cena's back, like he talked about Cena eliminating him at the Royal Rumble, like, instantly. and Yeah, and and just little things like that. I I thought it was all right, but... By and large, Ryback is now like a guy who doesn't want to fight at all times, which is like that's not what you were mm-hmm. 
for the last, you know, six out of the seven months. Yeah, it, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, whatever. All right, so let, let's work backwards from there. Um, <laughs> the uh, Dolph Ziggler was supposed to defend his title. He's not. He has a concussion. So now it's Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger in an I Quit match mm. for the number one contendership. But the whole thing with... Um, it was going to be a three-way. Yeah, so and weird. there's also the uh, the whole thing where... If you lose a title in WWE, hmm. you are granted a rematch. So technically, rematch, yeah. technically, Alberto Del Rio doesn't need to earn a number one contendership. He is the number one contender. He deserves the rematch. He should get that. And they're just scrambling, I think, because they didn't know. Well, I mean, they didn't well, predict yeah. that Dolph I, was going to get concussed. I hope his concussion doesn't isn't too bad. Like, yeah. I hope he's it's something. He can I don't know if he's playing it up, but Wait, where do you get it from? He got kicked in the head during a match recently. So we can see this. Uh, but yeah, like uh, like recently during the last Raw, Dolph Ziggler was actually tweeting. And I don't know if he was trying to play up his concussedness, but he it was pretty much um, like tweeting almost. Uh, what, is he incoherent? Yeah, very, he... very incoherent. Um, I'm, I'm looking them up right now, so that's why I'm like halfway distracted. Oh, sweet. So you can like actually... The results of his condition are now preserved for all time. Yes, on Twitter. So when when the when be careful he, with the those people are on people. character when in character in Twitter. Too. I mean, he even calls himself Heel Ziggler. Yeah. That's his name. Is it? Yeah, because he's a bad guy. Yes. So uh, yeah, like he is like changed the way that like he even composes tweets. They're almost like haikus right now. Because, like, I don't know if he's, like, if he has the extra time because he's backstage and not actually, like, competing, but, like... Did you know that he uh, he used to date comedian Amy Schumer? Yes. He just got her own Did show. He? Yep. And, and uh, that on Howard Stern, she said she broke up with him because their sex was too athletic. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> she said that this felt like they were, they were a gay couple and they, they were just wrestling. And she was like, I can't take this anymore. You're just flinging me around all the time. <laughs> But she's a big lady mm-hmm. in a good way <laughs> yeah but i also i like that dolph ziggler would get together with a, an alternative comedy lady instead of some like that seems yeah. bizarre where would whatever. they have been in order to have met or is there some okay cupid for celebrities there are some <laughs> comedy writers have or comedians have written for wwe mm, including yeah. patrice really? Neil i knew about yeah, yeah. Uh, and so i could see the crossover there mm. huh I'm I'm just like randomly reading through um, Dolph Ziggler's Twitter feed, and uh, one of them was fun fact: Daniel Bryanson is the Travelocity roaming gnome on weekends, and the stunt double for Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> and these are all like they're uh, they're spaced in a way that tweets aren't normally spaced. Like he's using like the return key and like actually formatting these. Uh, interesting. Um, there's one that says okay. Oh, good. There's the part where I forget math, JK, JK. Like, I mean, most, yeah. a lot of wrestlers are that, like, um, near illiterate where they will, like, put together things that mm-hmm. don't make sense, but not Dolph Ziggler. Like, he's, like, a genuinely intelligent guy most of the time. But he, like, these are tweets that will come from someone who had recently had a concussion. Does nobody talk about how Dolph Ziggler is, like, the greatest name of all time? It's great. Yeah. I, I, it's Adolf, basically. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's just it's, all horrible. It's in half, almost Dirk Diggler. Yeah. And, oh, wonderful. It's way what? better than his previous gimmicks, which were uh, a caddy to a Mexican guy who thought he was white. 
<laughs> and after that, he was part of a cheerleader group. Oh, that's right. He was, on the, he was on the cheer squad. Yes, which is the least extreme thing that I can think of. <laughs> Let's quickly go through the rest of the matches on that card. There's Brock Lesnar versus Triple H again. Mm. Eh, this is a steel cage match. match. Um, I would expect Brock Lesnar to win. Match? It's a bad time Brock Lesnar would win again. Like he needs, he'll he'll be two and two. Yeah, since his comeback, either that happens or this is like, I I think they re-upped Brock Lesnar's contract, so I don't think they would just be pushing him out the door. So Mm -hmm. I think he has to win, and that's it. Um, Sheamus versus Mark Henry in a strap match. That is (sighs) just there so Mark Henry could whip the back of Sheamus so that his. Like white turns red, well, so his albino skin can be like dark red for like it's just yeah. for a visual thing, eh. which I actually kind of dig. It's that one is, of, that is a con- the contrast match. True, yes. you can adjust your television set's color during that yeah. match. Like Mark Henry, well, and that's an, that's the other thing. I I don't want to you know talk too much about race, but a white albino Irish guy being beaten by a strap that's kind of cool. awesome. Mm-hmm. A black guy, not cool, Dave. No, no. no. So yeah, it opens up some stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Chris Jericho versus Fandango again. Oh, they Jericho don't. Even, wins. They they don't even have a stipulation going. So maybe Jericho wins. I don't know. But, eh, yeah. but Jericho never needs to win again. Like he yeah. in his entire career, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I was glad we got to see him win at SummerSlam. Yeah, and beat Ziggler. And then there's the Shield. Uh, they're taking part in separate matches right this time. Huh. Um, so there's Kofi Kingston versus Dean Ambrose. Kofi Is that Kingston, for the IC strap? That, it's for uh, United States Championship. Oh, and I, I could see that. I want Dean Ambrose to get that belt. And Kofi Kingston, I'm surprised he's actually winning for a few weeks at a time because he's, <laughs> yeah, he's that's, that's antithetical to how he's been for like the last half year. Yeah. And uh, Team Hell No versus... Uh, the remaining two members of the Shield, oh, man. Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. So I think this is an opportunity, and the uh, main reason I would be interested in watching Extreme Rules is seeing the Shield. They've spent, you know, the better part of a half year, over a half year, yeah. showing how dominant they are. They don't have any titles for it. This would be great if they they spent tonight and actually won. Uh, they, they spent that night and won. You know. To There's pretty a belt big for titles. everybody. Yeah, that's that's why I like. Well, that's one of my favorite things with the Four Horsemen and Evolution. They both did it where there was a time when all of them had a title, yes. and like to have all of them walking around with gold. You know, the the tag titles, the world champ, and the and the secondary belt, yeah. like all on one team. That's really cool. Yeah. And it'd be fine if it would just be a secondary belt and the world titles and the tag titles, but. Ugh, man, can you... Mm. Easy. Compose. I'm what? very annoyed what? at the uh, the United States belt is nothing. Like, it's less than nothing. The IC title is almost at that same level. Yeah, right? it, uh, yeah. both the... They've become TV title. Like, back even five years ago, uh, an IC title ch- turnover would be an event on yeah. free TV. Yeah, though both of... And, yeah, both of those titles, they're at point where the people who have those titles will lose constantly in, in non-title, non-title non-title matches anytime they face anyone who has a world title mm-hmm. it's a predetermined uh ending it's almost that, a squash that, yeah they will lose and uh, yeah it hasn't grown but hopefully 
Like, I wish I knew what you guys were talking yeah, about. It, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, ho- I just hope that they ex- establish a little bit of legitimacy to the U.S. title at this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Give, give it to this guy on the Shield. Give the tag titles to the Shield. Make them dominant for a little while longer, despite the fact that they, they pretty much single-handedly lost to Cena. Yeah. In the last Raw. Boo. All right. But yeah, like like I said, there's way too many rehashes on that card for me to be like super invested in it. Mm. At like, you know, the WWE had a pretty good streak of I would say going back to uh, Survivor Ser- Series, maybe even like a month or two beforehand, mm-hmm. where they had cards that were top to bottom interesting. I expected something interesting to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen this time around. Yeah, at least also the last six years, Extreme Rules that had Brock's comeback match. Like, that was a pretty big event. Yeah, that's true. There are a few matches with cool stipulations this time around, which is kind of an homage to ECW and the more extreme era of WWE. So I I figure uh, we'll end this episode with a few of our favorite extreme clips Mm. from uh, WWE history. And for me, that, that it almost exclusively correlates with um with cursing mm. like i love cursing yeah well i mean now you know my policy yes. in cursing what it's always better than not cursing mm-hmm. always is it fucking better than not cursing Shit, always yes. all right the wwe now is in a tv pg third or tv P- yeah but TV. what's to stop them on pay-per-view from just going nuts well, they're, it just wouldn't. Or st- dicks. They're selling kids yeah. the show like mm-hmm. it's still. It's line they wouldn't even cross. They walked up to that line on pay per view like a couple times. Where yeah. Like, oh, someone was accidentally topless on pay per view, or uh, Sable's only wearing body paint on yes. her boobs. That's like, so weird. But they would not go full R. Like no. they wouldn't do that. It's it's still incredibly weird just because a PG movie can say shit. Yeah. And does. Well, no, no. Well, PG-13, you can say fuck once, and then after that, you're R. That's sort of the rule. And that's, I think, what they do now. They allow, like, Triple H, or they allow The Rock to say bitch or something once. Or ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you like, can you only say that one. Like, you do that during, the, during uh, tele, uh, like a regularly televised It won't be a event? thing they say regularly. Mm. They'll say it once, and then they're, that that's okay. They can still be TV You bitch-ass bitch. Yeah, but... That's not... That's a bad company. <laughs> but yeah, like, Attitude Era was... The WWE just like jumping, like face first into using mm-hmm. near nudity and yeah profanity. And I think the most striking example was when uh, Brett the Hitman Hart first cursed, which is like the guy I would least expect to curse. Mm-hmm. So I'm Wait, gonna. Why? Well, he uh, lost a title match in a steel cage match, and uh, it was. He was cheated out of the title in this mm-hmm. match, and he reacted very negatively. So here's that clip. Bret Hart, you've got to be terribly frustrated. Extremely frustrated over what has just happened. Whoa! He just pushed Vince McMahon down. So beautiful. That is wow. To I me, that, that. that should be our tag, the tagline of the show. Cheap podcast, so much goddamn injustice. They, you know, in the mythologizing about the attitude era, they don't show that clip, and I think that's a pretty important clip. Yeah. 
It reminds me, and it happened around the same time, the episode of The Simpsons where Ned mm. Flanders snaps. Yeah. <laughs> it like yeah. You before are the that, worst person I've ever met. <laughs> ah hell, ding, ding dong crap. <laughs> I don't want to go watch that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that was just shocking. And then a few months later, you know, Brett was the Canadian hero, Damn like a hole in America. But yeah, just that 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 sort of thread of wrestlers cursing was it was almost like outlandish to me. Mm-hmm. And that happened the same time I started seeing curses in video games Ooh. and PlayStation games. So like I like saw it in Vandal Hearts and I saw it in mm. Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, I didn't know you could curse in seven. Final Fantasy VII. Barrett yeah. says Barrett. it all the time. Oh God, he's got a potty mouth. Shit That's all the time. Yeah. No seven. Barrett's in seven. Yeah. The guy with the gun arm. Oh my my mistake. Vandal Hearts. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't happen till like probably. I don't even notice thir- these things. Vandal Hearts. I actually had. I think I asked for that to be played during a laser time. We did. I remember, randomly. I can't remember if we cut it out because like. No, what it's the in there. Fuck is this? <laughs> when I was trying to edit it. Yeah, I, I should I probably run out. Uh, I'm not going to play it right now, but it, yeah, it, three quarters through that game, mm-hmm. a character doesn't die, but something happens that's unexpected, and then a character, like, it's like an ellipses, mm-hmm. and then someone says, shit, and that's it. That's all the cursing there is in that game. That's the first time I saw cursing in a video game. Really? Anywho, cursing was, it was, like, it was always a kind of, like, that just actually happen yeah. thing uh, really in, in wrestling in wrestling in the like the 1997-98 period and uh here's another time that I did not see it coming and uh well this is uh, Vader had just lost the match Vader Vader you wanted revenge tonight but it didn't happen what happened out there man a man you just don't have excuses i came here tonight competing i got my butt whipped <clears throat> i made the biggest mistake of my life i trained look at me i'm so big <laughs> maybe it's maybe better time's over i know nothing but a big piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> he's a big piece uh, of shit was that on raw that was a. Uh, no, that I think it may have been a mask versus mask match. So this is like Kane's second match, mm-hmm. and it was uh. against Vader. He lost, and yeah, after the match, his mask is off, and Michael Cole's asking him like, "What happened? <laughs> I'm a big piece of shit. I'm a big piece of shit. After saying I got I'm my fat. butt, what can I say? I got my butt kicked. I really hate it when people say butt kicked. Yeah, uh, he when that always sad me when you saw him without his mask is like. Vader with his mask, he's a really intimidating dude, I think. I thought yeah. he was pretty cool he's as the a, mask. He's got on. a kind face. And when you take the mask <laughs> off, you're like, I'm just kind of a stupid hillbilly. Like that. <laughs> just a, a ah, dumb, someone you don't feel pity for. Yeah, man. you're just a fat redneck. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel scared of you or pitiable. Mm-hmm. Like, I've still never does. heard that one. I just want to take a brief reprieve, pull out of this wrestling thing completely, mm-hmm. and just am still... What is the real problem with shit? Somebody, we all got together and agreed that that was too nasty a term for excrement. I think it's a good one. Shit. Shit. It, I, say, I mean, I just say it all the time. It, yeah. it, like, I can't imagine being on television and told not to say it. I think talking about defecating is way yeah, more exactly. Like, 
there are precious few people that I'll talk about actually like, oh, I just defecated. Yeah. <laughs> but like just saying shit like that shit. I just stupid had shit right the most there. bubbly crackling bowel movement. Yeah. With a satisfying splash <laughs> due to the length and girth of the logs that protruded <laughs> from my anus. Alright. I'm just saying All right. that, that, yeah. goes, did not, that can go he, on raw. Yeah. Right now. He did not utter the word shit at all during that. That's right. That, true. Nobody that said shit. I'm going to go into two more. They're almost, um, they're kind of related. Uh, these are, there, I don't think there's any real curses here, but they were both sort of indicative of uh, if, attitude. And the first one. If you work for the ESRB, would you label it strong language? Um, this would be E10. E10. <laughs> but this is, this is iconic. This is Hulk Hogan joining the NWO. I like it. So, yeah, there's a there's a level of attitude, there's a level of extremeness, and mm-hmm. this is probably the only time that Hulk Hogan will, will ever be correlated with extreme. But <laughs> uh, yeah, this is Hulk Hogan going from being the American hero to being a guy who hates the audience. Hulk Hogan, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> what in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. Uh, the perfect way to get booed. It's such the, a... The very first thing Hulk Hogan does I to be booed. I have been with yeah. you for so many years. For you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. Mean Gene is not sick to his stomach. He's not, he's not vomiting in the rain. Good thing he didn't say literally. Have had just about enough of this man, this man, and you want to put yourself in this group? You've got to be kidding me. Well, the first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. No, they weren't. Uh, <laughs> that is, it, you know, that's still just the typical Hogan rambling speech of just like, yeah. the first thing you gotta do is let me get ready for the next sentence, brother. But Hulk Hogan saying shut up is almost like, yeah. what? Yeah, what? it's true. Yeah, so, and, and they even touch on that in the, the NWO documentary that yeah. like Hulk Hogan, even being a bad guy, was still so stuck in his well, ways. Well, the amount of trash in the ring. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that yeah. amount of shit thrown in the ring. Oh, yeah. Lots of uh, garbage yeah, being thrown in. Hogan, up. they had to do a lot of work to make Hogan look like a cool heel mm. instead of just it took a, a while. dope. Yeah. Some would say he's never reached that point. But yep. um, the final extreme Ooh. clip I'm going to share is... Please uh, say it's from the band Extreme. Uh, no. That's no. the Sorry. second time you've done that. I show. didn't know if it picked up the first time. <laughs> More than words? I, is that actually, extreme? I can't, can I, can I, I come out yeah. right now and say I don't know what you're talking about when you say extreme? I just, uh, well, maybe I failed. Maybe I haven't R-rate, explained this. Going it, yeah. R-rated, going dirty, oh, okay. breaking oh, No, no, I the, thought it was like a, a, the name of something. No, it's just the it's just wrestling being oh. more than just like good guy versus bad guy so in very, the main event of the a evening. A very literal version of extreme that anybody else in any other context would have interpreted, but I thought yeah. there was some pay-per-view event called extreme. No, there is. And that's, oh. But I'm just taking it very To the extreme? Yeah. Good but, one. Thank you. Good one. Beyond cursing, I think mm-hmm. the uh, another element of stri- of extreme mm-hmm. itty uh, nice. would would be like extremis. You haven't yes. seen Iron Man three yet. I'll let that. Go. No, the, uh, um, this clip is extreme in the fact that there is a little bit of profanity and vulgarness, but there's also um, 
there's also like a contextual thing. This is a wrestler defecting from WWC <gasps> or sorry, WCW to WWE and commenting on that and well, this is Xbox debut mm-hmm. his return, I'm sorry, to WWE, so Remember we are live. You know when you've been an indentured servant for two years. <laughs> You run up a lot of feelings. Talk to him, kid. Albany, New York! Race some hell and make a lot of noise! <laughs> I really do like that intro. I'm sorry. Great. First things first. I got a little something, something I gotta get off my chest right now. Uh-oh. I heard Hulk Hogan come out on television. <laughs> on WCW. I couldn't cut the mustard. Well, Hulk Hogan, you suck, pal. Damn. <laughs> That's cutting the mustard. You are the mustard. And that, that <laughs> I, I'm sure he says other things that are probably kind of cool, but My, the, I, I just love that. Yeah, well, just, well, they didn't even say Hulk Hogan on WWF. Yeah. Like, it was, Vince was even then. Vince was like, "I'm too big to even directly recognize WCW." Yeah, but this is at the this is at the point where WWE was losing, so they yeah. had to kind of be a bit of an a hole towards WCW. Kind of like it was the Star Fox commercial that finally acknowledged the Genesis commercials constantly making fun of. Yes, but the X X Pox uh, move there. My favorite bit was he. Well, first, the way Triple H introduces him, he's like, we had to bring in someone from the clique. And you're thinking, oh, Nash Hall? No, the junior member of the clique, (laughs) Sean Waldman. He comes out. He was only known as the one, two, three kid to to WWF fans. And then he has the best part of his speech. is like, I'll tell you one more thing. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash would be here today if they were being held hostage by WCW. All right, wait. Let me find that part. Sorry. And now on, and I got something else to say. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall would be standing right here with us. Basically saying the two biggest guys in the other organization. By World Championship Wrestling. And that's a fact, Eric Bischoff. You agree with that too, Jay? Woo! Yeah. Uh, I love it. Because, yeah, the implication was that, like... And yeah, he also said uh, that, was it Eric Hulk Hogan is so far up, Eric Bischoff's ass that if he stops short, he'll go... I don't know. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great movement. It was yeah, a great, yeah. great moment. The... the, the I don't think uh, Sean Waltman thought at that time that, that was the p- pinnacle of his career was that that night. <laughs> but yeah. He really never went. I mean, he won some titles, but he honestly never. I don't think he even got to like IC title level. No, not really. And he became the definition of X-Pac heat, which is. The X-Pac heat, yeah. Which, which is people booing you because you are you. Yeah. Like you are, are sick of you, you are so sick of this person that you are booing them just for their presence. You don't hate that he's a good guy or a bad guy. You're just like, please, no more of this person. Yes. Wow. Please be off my television. Wow. That is X Pac Heat. And uh, you learned something from that. that hurts. <laughs> yes. Just thinking about it. He beat China. Like that's like, like literally behind the scenes or. Yeah, he won the belt offer. Uh, no. He was on um, uh, Celebrity Rehab. 
Uh, no, 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 no. It was um, no. He was a guest on the Surreal Life, Surreal Life, that I where saw. he just showed up. That and he was guy, like, hey, he was a China. total shithead. He was like, "Come on, China, leave the show." And then everybody's like, "Please, China, this guy's awful. Don't leave." And like that was, but I was watching. I was like, "Boy, X Pac is really like yeah. hits kids." Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. They never call him X Pac though during the Sean. Sean. during the show. Well, yeah. she's China Doll on the mm-hmm. show. No, they called her Joni the whole show. Yeah, Joni. That's sad stuff. And yeah. both of them should be happy they are alive right now. Um, but Xbox is still appearing on WWE. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about that. What? He busted his anus. <laughs> Xbox busted his anus. Xbox move is the his signature is the Bronco Buster, which yes. is jumping up and down on someone's face when they're sitting in the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, that move, he has to run to do it, and mm-hmm. so. He tore his a- anus <laughs> yes. in the most recent time. And then he even tweeted, like, this isn't even the first time that's happened. <laughs> and also, then that's when I found out he's dating Ryan Shamrock, Ken Shamrock's fake TV sister, yes. who was uh, like, he only dates people who wrestled in WWF in 1998. <laughs> All right. Can I, can I read the TMZ article about uh, Xbox? Okay. <clears throat> Pac, real name Sean Waltman, said he didn't notice the blood at first and even finished the match. But during the after party, he felt something was really wrong. Pac said he went to the bathroom and, discover- and discovered an enormous pool of blood in his singlet. What's a singlet? Singlet is, uh, you know, is the bathing outfit. suit that yeah, a wrestling will, wrestler will wear. Um, as we reported, sorry, I'm not going to go back to that previous article. As we reported, Pac went, underwent butthole surgery <laughs> that night and was released Monday morning. FYI, the procedure is called a sphincteroplasty. No, I believe it's called butthole surgery, TMZ. <laughs> Very good reporting there. As for going number two, Pac says it's business as usual, but he was given <laughs> special instructions by his doctor on how to clean his wound after pooping. Ooh. Enjoy your breakfast. This was a morning post on I TMZ, I guess. That when I had my Metroid. All right. All right. Well, uh, I think that is a pretty great way to end the episode. <laughs> So please, everybody, clean your wound after pooping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening to the Cheap Popcast. You know, I apologize. It was a longer than usual wait between episodes because well, that's how the WWE works. You sort sometimes. of base them around pay-per-views. That's not yes. up to you. Talk to McMahon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring it up to them. But the next pay-per-view is sooner than... Yeah, yeah. So they have the one pay-per-view a year where it's an extended wait. But, well, our next episode will be before then. Mm-hmm. And um, you can always just follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet about dumb wrestling crap all the yes, time. Yes, he will. And uh, yes, uh, please subscribe right on iTunes. Um, go to lasertime.com. Buy Amazon stuff. Where you can see um, the, the other shows that we do. Laser Time, I think the latest, maybe not the latest episode at this point, but. Man, that was fun picking out our personal embarrassing songs. The shame songs. The ones, yes. this kind of songs that you used to like that you don't want anybody to know about. We played them live to surprise one another. Ah. It was, uh, it was magic. Yeah, and then I have Cape Crisis, the comic book <gasps> podcast. Nice. 
We just recorded one of those uh, right before this. Don't give away the magic. Trade secret. <laughs> and I also appear with Chris every once in a while on VG Empire, ah. the video game music podcast that Sometimes Brett Elston does. Although we never appeared together, um, Video Game Apocalypse is the weekly video game show hosted by Michael Rapaz and Ann Lewis. Video Game Xpocalypse? No, Video Game Video Game with a J. Okay. So happy we called it that. Video Game um, <laughs> Apocalypse. So, yeah. Yes, there's all that good stuff. Uh, we'll be back soon for another episode. Thanks for listening. Albany, New York. Raise some hell. Make a little noise. Make some noise! Xbox! You think you can tell us what to do? Yeah. You think you can tell us what to win? <laughs> think you better? Yeah. Well, you better get ready to bow to the master.